And welcome to Real Talk Sports with Rico. I'll be your host today. I quickly want to first go and uh, thank Anchor for being our platform. I want to thank our fans out there who have actually chimed in from a week-to-week basis to help us drive content to the show. And I just want to thank our sponsors out there who have actually put some sponsorship on the show. So today's show, we're actually just talking about the NBA Finals and then also, too, with this NBA Finals, um, does this make LeBron James the greatest of all time? So that is the show for today. And so let's go ahead and jump into the topic. So um, if you don't know already, uh, the Miami Heat have been defeated here by the Los Angeles Lakers uh, four games to two. Um, essentially, uh, I thought that this was going to go seven games. It went six. Um, so I was a game off. And then also, too, I picked the wrong team as well. I had picked the Miami Heat to actually gut it out if they could get it to seven. Um, you know, the bottom line is the Lakers, you know, essentially were the better team. Uh, they definitely were the, the much stronger team, I think, uh, when it came down to it. Um, as far as, you know, getting it down into Anthony Davis and letting him go to work, I thought that uh, Rajon Rondo, uh, KCP, um, you know, Kuzman, the Danny Greens, that they did what they needed to do for the Lakers in order for them to win a championship. Um, I think when you look at the Lakers and how they played, um, it, it was quite interesting to me because in this closeout game, uh, they were lights out. You know, they were absolutely lights out. Uh, just the way that they were shooting the basketball was a surprise to me, um, especially because the Lakers strong point was not shooting the three ball. Um, so for them to, to come out and shoot the three ball as well as they did here in game six was very surprising to me. Um, not very surprised with, you know, what Anthony Davis and LeBron James were able to do um, over the course of the series um, and really over the course of that last closeout game as well. Um, you know, and then when I look at the Miami Heat, you know, I look at a team that essentially, you know, they did end up playing Goran Dragic there in game six. Um, they basically had their their full team, uh, Jay Crowder, Bam Alibio, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, uh, you know, Kelly Olenek, uh, Andre Iguodala. So, you know, they had the, the, the full boat of, of the team and everything else but it just wasn't enough there and I look at the stats there in in this last game you know Jimmy Buckets had 12 points eight assists and seven rebounds and he's he's definitely on the way to uh, one of those triple doubles but uh, you know just unfortunately um, just again too many good performances Uh, you know Danny Green game of 11 on the Lakers side LeBron had 28 17 from uh, KCP that was big you get 19 from Rajon Rondo um Marquise Morris scores Dwight Howard's in there scoring so pretty much everybody kind of um you know got buckets in this game and so just too much uh for the Miami Heat um I think that you know when you looked at this game six and you look at it pretty much from a totality of the series. I think that uh, the Lakers also defended a lot better. Um, 
than I expected as well with Miami. I thought that they did a terrific job in really uh, limit, limiting uh, Tyler Hero, uh, the Jay Crowders, uh, you know, people like that who were actually knocking down uh, three-point shots and things like that throughout the, the Eastern Conference run. And I, I think that, you know, they did a good job for the most part, even though, you know, Jimmy Butler was pretty much a determined man there throughout the the finals i think that they did a, a good enough job really and even though he was getting the triple doubles and really facilitating and doing everything else i think they made it um tough for jimmy you know i think that when you look at a lot of the scoring plays that jimmy butler had um you know it was, it was tough shots man he was in tough shots contested shots fadeaways um you know, very rarely was he able to to get breakaways and stuff like that. And I think that that's kind of the difference when you look at the Lakers. You know, they got breakaway baskets. They locked down on a timely, um, in a timely way, you know, when it basically counted the most. Um, they made their three-point shots when it counted the most. And, you know, I, I just, you got to take your your hats off to the, to the Los Angeles Lakers and getting it done. Um you know, as far as a whole, it, it's it, it's very interesting to me because, you know, we look at, you know, who the Lakers were able to beat. They beat Houston. They beat Portland. Um, they beat Denver. And now they beat Miami. Um, I, I mean, I think this season, the one thing that we'll always wonder is, you know, what, what would have happened had the Clippers not choked? Um, I think that you know, throughout the year, I think that the the toughest team for the Lakers to me and, and on paper and everything else had to be the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, but the Clippers choked. Um, they couldn't get it done. They were up three games to one against a Denver team in which they should have eliminated. Um, they, quite frankly, had trouble getting out of the first round to me against the Dallas Mavericks and you know it's, it's tough because we will never know really for this season um you know could the Lakers have 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 done that um could they have beaten a Clippers team and then gone to the finals it's very interesting um and that's one question that I think a lot of people are going to to want to know especially um, because so many people had the Clippers as being a favorite here. Um, and on the flip side of that, you know, I look at the Miami Heat and I think the Miami Heat, you look at Pat Rowley, you look at uh, what Coach Spolstra was able to do with that roster, completely maximize that roster for everything that they could get out of it. Um you know, I definitely think that they're going to get better, especially with the experience that they got. Um, can see them definitely adding um, some more size to the lineup. Um, you know, I think that that certainly would have helped them a little bit more against the Lakers. But, you know, I think that uh, Jimmy Butler definitely has found a home uh, there in Miami. I think that that Miami culture, I think they're, they're going to be back. Um and, you know, they have to make a decision with what they want to do with Goran Dragic. Hopefully they re-sign him. But, uh, you know, I think it's a terrific team. I think they're going to be back. And I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the East. Um, as for the Lakers, you know, the Lakers went all in uh, for this year. You know, they made a lot of trades to get Anthony Davis over there. 
and it paid off. You know, that's the one thing that you can hang your hat on um, as a Lakers exec or as a Lakers fan or in that organization. You know, it would have been a huge, huge, huge disappointment if the Lakers did not, you know, win the title this year and they were able to do so. Um, you know, the Lakers were able to essentially turn it on when they needed to. Uh, they were able to adjust their playing style uh, the way that they needed to in order to advance. And so you have to take your hats off to that. Um, and the LeBron AD chemistry obviously worked there. And so that moves into the next section here, the next uh, question that we had at the top. And that is now that the Lakers have won and LeBron has come over to the Lakers to win, is he now considered the greatest of all time? Um, and I'm talking about the greatest of all time. I, to me, we're talking about the Michael Jordan conversation, right? We're talking um you know probably the Kobe Bryant discussion we, we've had a debate where we've had you know who is the better out of the three um I had Michael Jordan as one and I have Kobe as two does this move LeBron closer uh, perhaps a little bit closer perhaps a little bit closer um you know he has won four rings but he's been to the finals, what, you know, eight to 10 times. I'm not sure what the, the final number is there, but I, I know he had a run where he was there eight times or so. Um, but he's he's lost in the finals. I mean, that right there is something that Michael Jordan never did. Um, Kobe only twice. Um, but LeBron has lost many finals. Okay. Um, and then the next thing to me that kind of really stands out in that GOAT conversation is that, you know, probably no superstar has really changed teams as much as like LeBron James has. I mean, that's that's just the fact of the reality. Um, you look at Michael Jordan, you look at Kobe Bryant, those two guys stayed in their franchises and they figured out how to win with what they had and where they were at. Uh, yes, they did end up playing with, you know, some good players and things like that. But, um, you know, for the most part, they stuck it out. And not for the most part, they did stick it out. Uh, when you look at LeBron James and you look at the pieces that have been around him, some of these guys, they may be in the Hall of Fame conversation at one point in time. Uh, they're certainly they were probably top 20 players that he's played with when you look at you know hey when he went over to miami to win his first couple rings he's playing with dwayne wade and chris bosh outstanding players um and ray allen came over there as well you look at what he played with in cleveland uh, the second time around kevin love kyrie irving terrific players right um, you look at what he played with here with the Lakers, it wasn't three players, but he's playing with Anthony Davis and obviously himself. So again, he's playing with, with players who were, you know, top 10 to top 20, definitely on the list in the league of great players. And so um, that whole 
getting on teams and kind of, you know, forming these super teams and stuff like that. I think that that narrative is very much around uh, LeBron, as great as he is. Um, make no mistake about it. Um, you know, I get that also, too, when you look at statistics and things like that, LeBron has played more games than Michael Jordan. I think I was looking at an article there that that's, that stated that. Um, he's made more three-pointers and things like that. I, I totally understand that as well. Um, but just the fact remains that it, it, it was something about, again, Michael Jordan and the way he was able to not lose. He never passed up big shots. Um, and it was just everything he did was just... I, I mean, it was special and not to take anything away from LeBron James, because he is certainly going to be one of the best basketball players to ever play the game. I mean, that's that's hands down. It's going to happen. Um, you know, I think he forever changed the game on the court and off the court with the, the things that he's been able to do for sure. But uh, when you just you talk about like the 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 uh, uh almost like just supernatural moments that Michael Jordan was able to achieve. I mean, you look at what he was able to do with the flu game, uh, you know, the pass to, to, to Steve Kerr. Um, he had another uh, jumper, a moment against the Utah Jazz that that ended them. The shot over Craig Elo um, when he went into the Boston Garden and scored 64 over Bird and McKell. I mean, it's just so many moments that Michael Jordan has that's just kind of like it, it's just it's legendary man um and when I look at LeBron I mean yes he has he has some moments I mean he's got obviously the block shot um you can give him the assist to Kyrie in that same game um you know but but other than that man it's it's been more of just I mean, he's a guy that will forever be remembered as a person that just he affects winning that much. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's unprecedented to see a player affect the team so much that they literally are able to get to the finals with this guy. And then without him, it just doesn't happen. Like, I, I don't know if I've ever quite seen that that type of dynamic before in the NBA I don't I don't think you're ever going to see it before um you know because I mean the Cavs they were nothing before LeBron got there and obviously (laughs) they were nothing when he left you know what I mean and it's like the effect that he's single-handedly had on that franchise um I mean that's amazing in itself because Cleveland had so many droughts and so many um you know chances that they they didn't come away with championships and he's the one guy that brought a championship there and to be honest with you they may never get another championship again right um you know and then when he went over to uh to to Miami the way him Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh basically changed the the dynamic of the uh the eastern conference just like i said just him shifting teams changed the eastern conference like on a snap of a finger um so i mean i've never seen a player again change teams and just really 
dictate what happens in a conference as much as LeBron James. Like that will forever be like one of his his major traits, man, is the fact that he's able to instantly, um, you know, probably assure you a final strip if he's healthy and he has um, a supporting cast around him. And so that's always huge for him. Um, but, you know, as, as far as, as being the GOAT or greatest of all time, I think he's he's certainly, he's getting closer. He's getting closer. I think that, you know, he's certainly going to be in the conversation if he wins another couple more rings. Um, you know, you think about it, if he wins, you know, six, uh, that puts him up there with Mike. You know, if he wins five, he's right there with Kobe. Um, you know, he wins seven, you know, that's more than both of them. So, I mean, then that's really, you're really having a discussion that way. Uh, but until he's able to, to kind of, I think, secure those rings um, and then continue to kind of build, you know, a, a legacy of, of more dominant moments and things like that, um, I think he'll still remain third, I think, in that GOAT conversation. And that is if we're comparing him to uh, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, which, you know, we had had that discussion earlier on on one of the shows. But, uh, you know, make no mistake about it. Um, you know, this is huge for LeBron. I think it's huge for, you know, his legacy. Um, I think it would have been incredibly disappointing had this guy paired with Anthony Davis, who was arguably a top 10 player, and they not, did not win, um, you know, they didn't or they yeah and they didn't win this season i think it would have been tough you know from a legacy standpoint especially with the fact that the lakers gave up so much and put in so much to to basically put all the chips on the table to win this year um you know moving forward yes i mean this lakers team is is going to be pretty much intact um for you know at least a couple seasons um, I definitely expect for Anthony Davis to probably go ahead and re-sign with the Lakers long term. Um, you know that that would uh, that seems like it's going to be the most sense. Um, but you know, just keep in mind that the Warriors will be back next season. I think that they're going to be a, a very good basketball team. They do get the the number two pick or something like that in the NBA draft. Plus they get its core players back with Draymond, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, um, the Clippers, <laughs> as funny as it sounds, they will be back next year. Um, I, I think that they're in a situation where for the most part, they're probably going to run it back. Um, definitely seeing uh, a team like Portland, they'll be back. I think, you know, they get Zach Collins back. They get a little bit healthier. They may pick up a free agent or so. They're going to be a tough team. Denver's showing that they can play uh, with the big boys as well. Um, I think that, you know, that team to me under Coach Malone has gotten better each year. Um, I think that he's coached them up. And I think this year was a huge step for them um, in the experience that they had and coming back from three games to one, uh, very hard to do. And then going against this Lakers team, I think you look at Utah, I think Utah will definitely be back as well. So, you know, when you look at the West, it's certainly going to be tough. It's always tough. Um, you know, you 
probably can throw the Rockets in that conversation too as well. I know they got uh, you know pretty much ran by the Lakers, but expect for them to probably be a little bit better next year. Um, you know if they can stay together and be more cohesive. Although I am a little concerned with the fact that they do lose Mike D'Antoni. Um, and the same with the Clippers. I mean, they lost Doc Rivers as well, who I thought is a hell of a coach, and that could be a difference as well. So, um, you know, I think that this is a situation where, again, the Lakers are going to be in the conversation next year. Um, it is going to be tough to get out of the West for sure, but they are in the conversation as long as they have LeBron and Anthony Davis out there. Um, and for the most part, I think he's still third on the list in the GOAT conversation. And uh, you take your hats off to the Lakers for winning it. And you take your hats off to the Miami Heat for getting there. Um, I think in the Eastern Conference, just taking a quick look at it, um, I think that Miami's certainly going to be, I think, now one of the favorites to come out of the East. Um, Toronto, you can put them right back in there. Boston as well. Uh, Milwaukee definitely see them probably um reloading up a little bit more i mean there is talk that possibly chris paul could get over there and uh you know if chris paul is is able to get over there i think that that probably gives them more experience um than they've ever had and also too i think that in a lot of ways takes a lot of pressure off of Giannis, um especially in the last four to five minutes of the ball game because I feel like Chris Paul is probably one of the most clutch guards that you can play with. Now that's if, you know, the talks are true and Milwaukee can get there. Um, now the Nets, they're going to be back next year. Obviously they're going to get Kevin Durant back. Um, he's going to be a factor for the Nets. Kyrie Irving, they have Spencer DeWittle. Um, it would probably uh, be beneficial if the Nets bring back uh Levert, or I think Chris Levert, I think his name, and uh, Joe Harris is on that team, and they also have DeAndre Jordan as well. Um, so, they're, my main concern with the Nets is can they stay healthy? Um, I think that that's huge um, when you look at the fact that, to me, Kyrie hasn't really had a full season where he's been able to stay on the court. I think that was a problem in Boston. It also hurt them in Cleveland one year when they got to the finals and he got hurt in the finals as well. Um, and then Kevin Durant, this is his first time coming off a major injury like this. Um, you know, I think in a lot of ways, this is going to be obviously a lot different than his situation in Golden State. Golden State was a lot more player movement, body movement, strength in numbers. I think he's getting back into a situation where with him and Kyrie, it's kind of going to be the same dynamics as what it was with Russell Westbrook and him in OKC. And I think that not saying that that's not going to work, but I'm saying that that's going to it's going to make Kevin Durant more important every night. Like he's going to have to be in situations where he's going to have to play his best basketball every night. Um, on a nightly basis and not saying that Kevin doesn't but I think when he was at Golden State you know there were times where you know he could defer to Steph, Clay, and whoever else was kind of kind of going off on that team but in this situation he may have to do some heavy lifting especially if Kyrie Irving goes down they're going to depend heavily or uh, 
or, or heavily, excuse me, on Kevin Durant um, and his abilities to score and defend. So, you know, he's going to have to play some major minutes coming off a major injury. So hopefully, um, you know, he's able to, to, to come back at full strength. Um, and so that pretty much is the show for today. Uh, just essentially wrapping up the NBA Finals, having a little discussion about the GOAT or greatest of all time, and then basically just talking about um, the NBA season to come, uh, kind of the landscape of the West and kind of the landscape of the East, some of the teams to kind of look out for here uh, coming up. And so, you know, it was a terrific job, I think, from the NBA. I like what they were able to do in the bubble. Um, I definitely think that the situation uh, was favorable. I think it was a situation that um, it definitely got the job done. Players were able to use their platform the way that they needed to. Um, and the most important thing about this situation is that there was no positive test um, while people were in the bubble. So that's a good thing as well. So, um, no, terrific job from Adam Silver and the NBA in, in, in really finishing off the season. Um, I, I don't think that we put an asterisk by, you know, the Lakers for winning in this season. Yes, it is a bit, uh, you know, weird because they played 67 games and then they took off, what, three, four months and then they played again. Um, you know, obviously they didn't have the travel of going back and forth playing on home courts and all that stuff like that. So I, I get it. That's definitely a factor, you know, travel and all that stuff like that. I, I, I get that. And then also, too, if you're playing the last remaining parts of the season you know anything can happen momentum shifts injuries all that stuff but really we'll never know um you know the fact of the matter is they had to take advantage of the bubble and you know the, the lakers took advantage of this situation to win in the bubble and their champions so with that being said uh, i just want to go ahead and thank anchor for being our platform here I want to thank the sponsors out there who put sponsorship on our show. And I just want to thank the fans out there for going ahead and giving our show a listen and actually um, giving us some suggestions here for content for future shows. So for myself, Rico, this is Real Talk Sports. We'll be back with another show.